Welcome to episode number 135, Riverfront Moving and Storage. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. Brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. Visit bl3ssed.com to get blessed. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. All right, you are now tuned into the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I'm here with Gabe, Manny, and the man himself, Jerry Reeves. Riverfront Moving and Storage. In this episode, we have special guest Jerry Reeves, partner in RMS. We cover topics that range from entrepreneurship, small business, personal development, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Bruce Lee and Eric Thomas. Guys, if you're new, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure kicking things off man of the hour jerry thank you for uh joining us here super pumped to have you on uh for those of us who do not know explain a little bit about who you are and what you do yeah first want to say thanks for having me absolutely um my name is jerry reeves uh i run and manage riverfront moving and storage Um, we specialize in household and commercial moving um we're located in bristol pa Um, that's basically what we do yeah so so how did you get started in the industry okay um to be honest I never planned on doing moving. Yeah. Um, I didn't plan on running a moving company. I didn't plan on managing it. Yeah. You know, when you're a kid, you don't say, hey, I want to grow up and be a mover. Right, right, right. right, right. Like, like nobody says that, you know. Um, You know, I went to school, you know, went to college, you know, six months I was in. Yeah. And I was like, this ain't for me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, It's not going to work. Like, I couldn't adapt. Yeah. The classrooms were too big. I went to Temple. Yeah. Um, You know, I I walked on, played football, yeah, and I was just like, I just couldn't do it. I had my little tape recorder in my pocket, yeah, and I would try to record the lessons. I get back to my room and press play. It sounded like I was in church. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it just wasn't for me. I couldn't do it. I was like, man, I can't do this. Yeah, Um, you know, and uh, it's crazy. After I went through that, like I was like, man, I can't do it. I just left college. I was like, and you know, I got my daughter's mom pregnant at the time. Yeah. You know, and and that situation was real crazy for me. Yeah. Um, I was all over the place. Right. I was trying to figure things out. You know, you're 18, you're 19 years old. Right. You don't you don't really know what you're doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And she had complications with the pregnancy, you know, Um, not just with the pregnancy, but even delivery. Yeah. You know, we had her um, down at Children's Hospital. We found out a couple of weeks before she was born that there was something wrong. We didn't even know. You know, it was just. It just happened. And right. for, for kids that are that young, you go from canceling like a baby shower and possibly like setting up funeral arrangements. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You yeah. know, so it was, it was, it was pretty deep, man. Um, and you know, and that was probably one of the hardest things I went through. Yeah. You know, and she wound up having a C-section and we had her at CHOP and she came out and she was healthy. Like she didn't have to get put on any machines or anything, okay. yeah. but she was born with no arms. Yeah. Wow. You know, um, and for me, like it was really hard at the time, mm-hmm. but even with her mom, she was like, what's wrong with her? I'm never going to feel her again. Like, it was one of the hardest things I had to go through. Yeah. Um, and you figure when you have a C-section, you have the screen up. Right. And, you know, it's like it's the last time you think you're yeah. going to feel this baby. And yeah. for me, it was, like, really, really tough, you yeah. know. And 
uh, she came out and I saw her and I was she's like what, what's wrong and I'm like nothing she's perfect yeah, yeah <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. Um, and that that you know that was hard you know um, you know I, I thank God for that every day yeah I do yeah you know it's just it, it's a blessing that she made it out like they told us like she's either going to be stillborn or she's going to have five minutes to live wow it, wow like how do you tell somebody that's the sure. that's yeah. that Crazy. long you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah, that's um, heavy. It super heavy. Yeah, dude. You know, and uh, like a year after that, you know, I wound up getting jammed up. Yeah. Um, couldn't figure things out. Uh, sticking to a street code that didn't exist. Mm. Yeah. Put my friends before my family. Mm. False loyalty. Mm. Yeah. All the things that you don't think about when you're young. Sure. You know. Um, why do you? Why do you think? Why do you think you were? Don't you? Were you chasing something that you thought was? going to come into fruition or was it just figuring it out really just, just hard trying way. to figure things out and yeah. then at that time you know college didn't work out you know yeah. then the situation with my daughter yeah and it's like how are you going to provide and how are you going to do this and yeah, you're yeah. still in party mode and you're not really paying mm-hmm. attention to what's going on and you're like oh well you know you start thinking hey well am i really going to make it or am i going to wind up somewhere else yeah mm-hmm. and you know things kind of led one thing led to another and my life changed in a matter of seconds, dude. Sure. Wow. Um, you don't say, hey, you're going to plan this out. It just kind of sure. happened. Yeah. You know, um, and that that false loyalty, man. You see the yeah. kids now and all that, you know, no snitching and this and that. And yeah. Like, I, I get where they're coming from. But these guys nowadays, like, they don't, they have no respect. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, no. they have no respect. They're telling on each other for no reason. Like, we didn't do that when we were young. Right. We didn't go and just grab a gun or grab a pistol when there was something wrong. Like, right. we would fight it out, and the next day you'd be best friends. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. right, You know, and it's not like that. You couldn't disrespect a neighbor yeah. down the street. You couldn't yeah. do things like that. Yeah. You know, and and it's like, if you did that, they might do something to you, and then they take you home to your parents, and then right. you get beat again, <laughs> you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like, yeah. I'm just from a different era, right. you know? Um, but... It, it was crazy when I, w- I went away, you know, I got in trouble and I met a guy there named Dre and yeah. he's like, well, he's one of my best friends till this day. Wow. Um, and he basically had a job set up for me when I came home. Wow. Wow. Like, and the, the reason a lot of people fail, they either don't have the support system or, you know, the, all the cards in the deck are stacked against you. Yeah. Yeah. And you go back to what you know how to do. Sure. Yeah. And you fall right back or you're looking, you know. You're, you're, you're looking past the front door. That's mm-hmm. what I call it. It's like yeah. you're trying to chase, you know, do what the Joneses are doing or yeah. things aren't happening fast enough. Then you made all these promises to your kids. Like when I get home, I'm going to make all this money yeah. and I'm going to take you here. And then you see how hard it is. And then they're like, now your kids are looking at you crazy. Yeah. Like, oh, I thought you were going to do this. I yeah. thought you were going to do that. Mm-hmm. Like with my daughter, because we did a lot of groups, all types of things with my daughter. When I came home, all I told her was. I promise you, I can't promise you everything that you you know that you want, but yeah. I'll give you everything that you need. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I promise you, I'll never leave you again. Yeah. Unless you know, it's my time. And yeah. God takes me out of here, mm. and I meant it. Yeah. You know. Um, well, when you said that, let's back up. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a lot of time, right? Mm-hmm. Is that is that kind of you're, you're kind of did you have like a paradigm shift while you're in, and you're just like thinking, rethinking how you can. Obviously, because you said everything happens so fast. So while you're there, you're like, dang, I got to make this right kind of thing. You have to make a personal choice with yourself. Yeah. Um, they don't tell you. They'll say, oh, well, we're re- rehabilitating you. You know, we're doing yeah. all this stuff. And 
you got to rehabilitate yourself. Yeah. Um, you got to want it. You got to want different. Yeah. I was never a bad kid. Yeah. Like I never went out and said, oh, I, you know, I hope we get into something. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. 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 And we, we brought up, we were brought up fighting. Yeah. You know? And, and you know, that's just how that goes. Yeah. Um, but how did, how did you, how did you meet Dre? Oh, I met Dre just, I wound up being in there and it, it wound up, we were, we, I think we were either lifting or we were doing something. He wound up and we wound up being Sully's. Okay. Oh, well. And we got real cool. Yeah. And I mean, he, he got out way earlier than I did. Okay. And I mean, kept in contact with me when wow. I came home. And I mean, he basically got me right in the door. One of the guys that was on his crew, he brought me right on. They trained me how to drive the trucks, trained me how to pack the trucks, how to run a crew, everything. Wow. And I wound up being a really, really good mover. Like yeah. I was exceptional. Yeah. Okay. You know, and I wound up running my own crew. I was yeah. training guys how to pack trucks. I was training guys how to do stuff. It, it was just, it was, it was different, man. And I tell him to this day, like, I'm indebted to him, man, because, yeah. you know, I, I, yeah, sure. I love him, man, for a long time, yeah. man. And I just had a lot of things and a lot of people that were put in my life at certain points in time, you know. Yeah. And it just kind of helped me out. So how did you go from, you know, being, um, becoming basically a professional mover at this point to then making the decision to do this whole thing on your own? Yeah. That's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> All right. If I back up and I say, like, I became a really, really good mover, yeah, yeah. I wound up loving it. And um, when it wasn't like nothing I did before. Yeah. I used to drive four cliffs. I used to do that. You go to the warehouse, you punch in the clock, and, you know, you're, you're stuck there yeah. for eight hours a day. Yeah. I was gone when I came home. It was my freedom. Yeah. I was in a truck every day. I was dealing with customers every day. It was, it was something I wasn't used to. It gave me that freedom and the ability to get around. And it yeah. was the same type of work, but it was a different place with people every day. Yeah. You know, and, and I loved it, man. I loved everything about it. So, so, when, you know? so when you came out, you weren't nervous, right? I mean, you know, coming back into the world, coming back into society, you know, you jump in, you have a job, you know, interacting with people. Were you nervous? You no. jumped in, you were just excited about it, life. It wasn't that easy. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> when I... <laughs> I couldn't even buy a sandwich in Wawa. Wow. It was hard. Like, because yeah. they had the screens. <laughs> <laughs> it was Technology horrible. Technology changed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what is this? It was terrible. It was like there were so much things, that, and it didn't give you the price or the calories and all that yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, it does yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. So I went and I ordered sunflower seeds and I left. <laughs> <laughs> it was horrible. And... You know, even I remember my brother taking me around and going shopping. It felt yeah. like a camera was zooming in on me. I couldn't yeah. I couldn't even buy pants or anything like that. I would yeah. just leave them like I can't do it. It took me a couple of years to adjust. Yeah. But being around people every day and talking to people, you know, especially that company, it helped mold me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um because at first, you know, I was just really technically a laborer. Yeah, yeah. And I went I wanted to drive. I wanted to do certain things. I had my license. I had all that stuff set up. You know, and they're like, well, if you're not driving, we hired you as a driver. We're not going to pay you as a driver unless yeah. you do it. Yeah. You know, and I, I came on and I started driving and I started doing it. And but I had somebody else doing paperwork. OK, because I was scared to talk to the customer. And they're like, well, being part of, you know, if you're a driver, you have to do all these other things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's like, if not, we're going to give you a pay deduction. And I'm yeah. like, all right, well, That's teach me how to do it. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. You know? no it, yeah. it only took one or two weeks. Yeah. And then after that, I didn't, uh, my, my check was looking crazy. So, yeah. 
you know, I kind of stepped up to the plate, you know, and I was nervous at first, but then it just flowed because, you know, um, even though I got myself into some things like we've always been genuine people, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it just comes across that way. I always live off integrity. It's, a, it's just one of them things. And I, I, I adapt it so well to that. Yeah. So how did you um, mold yourself? Do you think oh. you're always you always were a leader? Because it just seemed like all no. of a sudden you had your own crew and is, right, or is right, it just right, right, right. the know-how? No, just- it wasn't that. A, a lot of things with me was uh, my, my brother was a, a really big motivating factor for me. Yeah. And, I mean, I know I went off kind of on a tangent, but to, uh, to be honest, do you know how I really started this? Because I was just giving you a little background. Yeah. Um, I wound up, you skip a few years, you know, I was a seniority driver. I was yeah. running my own crew, all yeah. the stuff, and I got fired. Yeah got fired from my job oh no wow so you know and i didn't save any money yeah you know and it was crazy if you even if you take a little step back from that you know um i didn't get fired from my work performance had nothing to do i was one of the highest paid employees and nobody even knew i was yeah they paid me a certain amount of money on the books paid me money off the books paid me on everything i sold you know it's because I made my value exceed my cost. Yeah. You know, and I loved it. Like, it didn't feel like work to me. Right, 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 right. I don't know why I loved it so much. I just did. Yeah, yeah, I loved yeah. everything about it. Yeah. You know? And, uh, you know, and what happened is in, in January and February, moving gets very slow. Okay. Okay. And this wow, like, I really didn't know it had seasons. Yeah, it's nobody nobody spends money after Christmas and New Year's. Yeah, yeah, you know? that makes right. sense. Yeah, gets, that makes sense. It gets super, super slow. Okay. I was working three to ten hours a week. Ooh. I couldn't feed my Wow. Daughter. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And my brother the whole time, he's never really worked for anybody. Yeah. He's like, stop slaving for this guy. He's mm-hmm. like, you know, one part of the removal business is, um, you know, scrap metal. And, you know, he taught me everything about it. Like, he's like, it's tax free money. Mm-hmm. He would call me every day. He's like, yo, I just made 300 bucks. Yo, yeah. I just made $200 an hour later. I just did this, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to quit my job. And he called me the next day. Yo, bro, where you at? I'm like on my way to work. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like that rat race. It's the thing. Sure. It's like, it's what we're taught, you know? Yeah. And you know, I wound up getting, uh, my, uh, my first truck. And it, this was around, it was in January, you know, and he had already taught me how to do everything. And like when you guys got here, I told you like my first truck I ever bought, um, I bought it with a Walmart credit card. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, I went in line and like, you want to apply for a Walmart credit card? And I'm like, yeah. And they shot me down at the register, you know, and they mailed it to me, you know, and I found this truck on, on Route 13. Um, the guy wasn't there. He sent his wife there. It was on a lot. And they were like, hey, you can get this truck for a thousand bucks. And I was like, OK, and I'm going to pay you cash. I got to the ta- uh, the you know, the auto tags place and they accepted discover cards and the Walmart card was a discover card at the time. Gotcha. Wow. And they let me run it. So I still had the money in my pocket. The truck, yeah. it was a stick shift. It didn't even go into first gear. It was a <laughs> wow. Ford, a straight six. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. And my brother helped me put the walls on it. Um, Jay Mongolia was starting his business at that time. Yeah. I ran into him. He got sheet metal from, I think his uncle. He tagged up the side of the truck. I got yeah. some cards and you know, I was technically in business, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, and um, I was driving around and like I said, my brother had taught me everything about, you know, 
picking the trash like yeah. mm. the difference between the non-ferrous metal and you know separating it from things okay. so you can capitalize and make the money and then you have yeah. copper and stainless steel and aluminum and all these different things mm. yeah and if you just drop something the way it is you don't make any money yeah you know um taught me all the trash routes yeah. he took all of the guesswork that he figured out on his own yeah he kind of gave it to me you know yeah. um and i would go to work every day yeah would show up at work every day and uh my truck was loaded after about two or three weeks. I mean, I was making 150 to 300 bucks a day. Wow. wow. Dude, I'm pulling up at work, and I still showed up every day. If there was no work, now I was leaving. I wasn't waiting to see if there was a call. Right, yeah. right, right. And I would leave, and I would dump my truck, and I would load it, come back the next day, truck is loaded again. <laughs> There's no work, I would leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I planned on leaving in March. Yeah. It was the end of February. He called me in the office. He's like, hey, why don't you come in the office? I got to talk to you. I get in the office, and I shut the door, and I'm like, hey, what's up? He's like, yeah, I just want to let you know this is the end of the road for you. And I looked at him like he was crazy. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, right. I laughed at him. I'm like, where's my job for tomorrow? He's right. like, no, nah, I'm serious. And I'm like, well, what's going on? He said, well, I see you got that truck out front. And you're not working exclusively for me. And I'm like, dude, I'm working three to ten hours a week. I can't feed my daughter. Yeah. He's like, well, you should ask me for more work. I'm like, I'm a seniority driver. You yeah. give us our, our folders with our name on them the day before. Yeah. And even though there's no name on a folder, with my, you know, and I've been here all these years. I still show up to work six days a week, never missed a day, and I'm here by 7 o'clock every morning. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, well, I see that you're scrapping metal. You may eventually think about stealing from me or taking my metal. Wow. Yeah. And my mouth dropped. Wow. And insulted my integrity. Like, I looked at him. I said, are you serious? Because I used to promote his business and everything. Yeah. Like, I went above and beyond, and it yeah. hurt me. And I looked at him in his face, and this man didn't blink, and he looked at me in my face, and he said, unfortunately, I am. Wow. Huh. And I didn't get upset. I didn't care. Like, I was upset inside, but yeah. I'm still a man, you know? Yeah, yeah, And I walked up to him, and I shook his hand, and I said, I want to thank you for giving me opportunity when nobody else did, and I want to thank you for teaching me everything that you did. And he said, yeah, good luck. Huh. And I walked out that door. Dude, I left out of there, and I mean, in about probably a three-month period, I probably stacked 20 grand. Wow. Just picking trash, dude. Wow. And then I got hurt. Oh, jeez. And I'm like, oh, my God. I was frantic. Yeah. I'm like, what do I know how to do? I wasn't saving any money. I never had yeah. money before. I was yeah. spending as fast as it came in. Yeah. And um, it it was a, it was like a lesson learned. I'm like, oh my god, I didn't finish college. I didn't stack no money. What do I know how to do mm. that can bring in money if I'm hurt and it yeah. doesn't matter and I can still feed my family? Yeah. And it was moving. Yeah. You know, I'm like, well, I know how to talk on the phone. I know how to, you know book jobs i know how to drive a truck i know how to teach people how to drive the trucks i know how to pack a truck yeah. i know how to do everything except bring the work in right i found out that's the hardest part <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> Dude, I the thought, restaurant's covered yeah, right. oh my god it was horrible I, I was like oh this is easy this is great you know yeah. and there was a lot of lessons man and uh I mean, even at the, you know, at that time, I mean, I remember after we had, you know, the, the trucks, our first moving trucks were U-Haul box trucks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And my brother was going to buy one. Yeah. I said, well, if he's buying one, I have a little bit of money. I'm going to buy one, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mine, the, the brake line was broken on it. <laughs> oh, wow. And we were pulling the e-brake in the parking lot. We couldn't take oh, it on the nice. road. Wow. So we took a chance, got it towed, got it fixed. And my truck wound up lasting longer than his truck did. That's wow. hilarious. <laughs> you know. That's and, hilarious. Uh, it was crazy. I, we just learned so much along with the process. Jay tagged that truck too. Yeah, yeah, um, it's awesome. And we, uh, I remember I booked my first job. I still had the U-Haul tags on the thing because, you know, <laughs> I booked my first job. I'm like, this is great. I'm going to go in. I'm going to get the registration. And it's a box truck, so the registration's like 
three, four hundred bucks. It's yeah. not like a regular truck. Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, it doesn't matter. I booked a one bedroom apartment. It's going to be like four to six hundred bucks. I'm going to be cool. And I'm on my way to the job. I get a guy to go with me and I call the customer like 15 minutes out. And they're like, oh, we moved yesterday. We forgot to call you. Oh, uh, no. And it just taught me, like, never count your money before you get it. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dante used to always say that to me. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. You know, so it just taught me a big lesson. And, you know, even with that truck we had, I started to book work. And uh, I remember I had a Honda Accord at the time. We went out. I, there were so many pitfalls. We went out on the job. We came back. The river had came up. Yeah. Um, down off of Mill Street. Yeah. And my car was flooded. The water was all the way in it. They were, they were. They were literally riding canoes in the parking lot. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was all the way across the seats. So I'm like, oh, my God, I got to get my car out. I walk down there. It's up to my waist. Wow. And I drive it out. And my brother's like, what are you doing? It's Honda. It's like it's electrical. He's like, drive it back in the water. You got full coverage. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so I drive it down there. And, uh, you know, the insurance, obviously, they only gave me three grand for the truck. I mean, for the car. Yeah. And I'm like, what do I do now? Yeah. You know what I mean? Do I go get another car? I didn't go get another car. Yeah. You know, I went and got a logo made. Yeah. I went and got a street team. We printed up probably like 10,000 flyers. Wow. And we just started guerrilla marketing. Yeah. You know, um, a lot of research went into it. Like if you live in a house, for example, I don't care if you're renting or you're buying, like you stay there for three to five year period. Yeah. You have all these apartment complexes and things like that. You sign a lease every year. Right. Um, and I would, I tried to do it the right way. Like I went in and I would go to find out who the property manager is. Hey, can you put me in your move-in packets and all this stuff? And they're like, who are you? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, I, they had no idea. I had no track record, you mm -hmm. know. Um, and they wouldn't let me do anything. Like it, it was terrible. So then I would stick at their complex. Yeah. I did. We would go out and we would pump the flyers on every door, you know. Um, and then they would call us. Like, you got flyers flying everywhere, this and that. And I'm yeah. like, well, where are you guys located at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, and they would give me the address, and I would come in and set up a meeting with them. Yeah. And like, hey, I don't want to solicit your people to move out, but yeah. when they are ready to move, you want them to use a good service. Yeah, 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 And this is what we can do for you. Right. And I would set up a meeting off of that. And then there were some things that we would do, and they just wouldn't let me in. You'd be surprised what, like, a box of Joe and some donuts will do. Right, right, right. <laughs> now they remember you next time. Yeah, like, yeah It's yeah. so crazy. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, it's a lot of things that we did and still failed. Yeah. But we embraced it. And, I yeah. mean, there was time, the business almost went down, like, four or five times. Mm -hmm. And I remember hearing Will Smith say something one time. It was like, you know, there's no reason to have a plan B because it distracts from plan A. Yes. Mm -hmm. Not yeah. like put all your eggs in one basket, but it was like, like I was already so invested. Like, I can't just fail now. Like, I had to make it work. Yeah. Like, I had no choice. Yeah. You know, and it's just the grind, dude. It's like every day you get up and people don't realize, like, you're the first person up. You're the last person to go to sleep, even yeah. after they come in and do their shift. Mm -hmm. And you're checking emails, and you're doing this, and then payroll, and you got to make sure everything's straight. And it's yeah. like, it's a lot, dude. You wear a lot of hats. Yeah. So where are you, how, how, how are you recruiting your guys? Like, how, how did you get guys that were loyal to you? You said you had, like, a street team. Uh, you guys were doing guerrilla marketing. Um, because I know for myself in, in, in the, the things that we do, um, it's not easy for someone to buy in. You already have to have that rapport, so to speak, with Sorry. someone, and they're mm -hmm. like, whatever he's doing, I'm down for. You know, that, that kind of thing. I don't know if that's how it operated for you, but how did it really work out? Dude, it's, it's one of the, the hardest part, even with business in general, is having reliable people because yeah. you only have you. Yeah. 
there's not another you. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like some people are just here for a paycheck. Yeah. You know, they don't want to grind or build with you or, you know, um, and that's probably the, it's the hardest thing to deal with because yeah. it's like if you book all these jobs for the guys that you have and then somebody doesn't mm -hmm. show up, you can't just say, hey, well, a guy didn't show up. Well, we'll move you next right. week. Yeah. Right. Right. Right, right, right. You have to make things happen and you have to go out there and do that. Yeah, um, that's it's it's very hard, dude. Um, even now, even today, like we you know, we can go online and we can you get the same people. Mm -hmm. um, I don't care if you pay people or you go on Monster or mm -hmm. any of these other things. Mm -hmm. You pay all this money and you get the same type of clientele <laughs> that you will if you go on Facebook or Craigslist or anywhere else yeah. to advertise. You yeah. know, and when you start, like it starts out with friends yeah. and you know friends of family and things like that, and that stuff never works out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you bring them on and it's like they think they can get away with things because you're cool, but oh, yeah. they don't realize business has no emotion. Yeah, and it's like. I really worked hard. I had a lot of guys in place and thank God I got the guys I got. Yeah. Cause they make, they, they make my job so easy. Yeah. Like I trained them. I put certain things in place, but they keep it going every day. Yeah. You know, they ride for me, man. And I, and I take care of them. Yeah. So, um, you mentioned as a, a your childhood, um, you like, you know, me and my family were fighters. How do you, is that something that you apply to, um, now and run, you know, run, running a business, being a leader? Uh, you say like so many things went, wrong um and you're just out of experience and you have to go through these things is that is that something you kind of apply literally as a fighter just you gotta, you gotta get up and just try again yeah not only that i um like i was trained my whole life um i trained with tommy mcgonigal okay. i was one of tommy's um first black belts okay when i was 10 years old nice you know um and it's crazy because i still speak to him till this day yeah you know and he was like my second dad you know um, my brother clung to my dad. I was around like with my mom from the yeah. beginning cause I'm the oldest, yeah. <clears throat> but I was training since I was like five years old Wow! and my dad was playing pro softball at the time mm. and I was training. Right. I was in karate. I was, you know, we were traveling, I was fighting and you know, that was the biggest thing. And he, he always tells me, he's like, I could relate. He said, cause you remind me of me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know? Um, and I, I grew up fighting. I remember even a time when I was young, like my dad was a gentle giant, like everybody mm. loved him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. He, you know, he was great. Man. Yeah. And he would always make excuses for me and everything else. He would tell my mom, like, Bon, leave that boy alone. Yeah, <laughs> He's yeah. all right, you know. And he would make up all these, you know, he would, he would just, he protected us to the fullest. And yeah. He was a provider. Yeah. He just was. Yeah. You know, um, I still remember even like from a young age when I was a child, I remember one time I went to school. I had to be in kindergarten. I remember it till this day. Um, and I came home. Somebody had took my lunch money. Mm. Uh -oh. <laughs> and I came, and my dad was a monster. My dad was like 275 pounds. He, yeah, was, he was a bodybuilder. Yeah, you could put yeah. cups on his chest. <laughs> yeah, he's you know? a big boy. And he said, he's like, boy, why are you crying? And I came home, and, you know, and he's like, what's wrong? I'm like, I didn't eat today. Somebody took my lunch money. He's like, somebody took your lunch money that I worked for? Yeah, 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 and sent you to school with. <laughs> uh oh, and I was more terrified of my dad. Yeah, yeah, than anybody else. Like he's a monster. He's my hero, but he's also like, right. all right, I'm not messing with him. He's too <laughs> yeah, big. Yeah. And I was like, I'd rather, you know, duke it out with somebody that's my size and <laughs> yeah, my age yeah. than my dad. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> you know? right. So, and then after that, it was like, I never really lost a fight again. Yeah, like, I've always done that, and I love like when people challenge me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um. 
and like it's it's just one of them things I've, I've been fighting since i was young like we grew up on a block like we didn't have everything yeah you know i remember my mom used to get food stamps and send us to the store this is like before the access card you yeah, know? yeah yeah you know and taught us how to pick trash and like uh, aluminum cans yeah and sam's club i don't know if it was called that at the time but took some initial money took us there and we were even running a store out front of our house with the cotton candy machine, the ice pops, and all this other stuff, and then yeah. the money we made, we couldn't spend it to get what we want. We had to go and get more product. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was a lot of things that were instilled with us in us when we were young, you know. And they just used the resources that they had because they also still said, "Hey, go to school, get a good job, you know, go, go to college, get a good job." Yeah. Right. You know, and neither one of us finished college. Right. You know, um, but they used what they had to 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 teach us everything they could, you know. Um, and I'm grateful for it. Made me fight every day. But it, and in uh, retrospect, people right down the block from us, we thought we were struggling. We were blessed compared to the people down the block. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we never had the lights off, and we never went hungry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they made do with what they had. But yeah. I know my mom, even till this day, she'll say things to the kids like she was like the second to the youngest, and she would get the shoes passed down. They were yeah. dirt poor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they would have the holes in them by the time she would get them. And yeah. things like that. Yeah. Like she even says things to my brother's daughter, like, I know you're not cutting the crust off that bread. Yeah. <laughs> you know what we had to do. <laughs> yeah. You know. So there's a yeah. lot of things, you know, sure. that we just we learned as we came up, you know. And uh and once I got to a certain age, I just thought I knew everything. Yeah. You know. Um but I, I've been, we, dude, we've been fighting our whole life, you know, and we still fight every day now. Absolutely. We, even in the same town that we're in right now. Like Absolutely. even this, this company, we opened this company in the community that we grew up in. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah. we've had a lot of issues, you know, um, and I don't know if it's, you know, directly towards us or if it just has to do with um, we don't fit the mold. Right. Of what's going on out here. Um, and, you know, we're still here. Yeah. You know, um, they, they, you can't stop something that, you know, I believe in something that's a lot stronger than the people that are around me. Yeah. You know, and I believe you have a plan that's set out for you as long as you go the right path. You, you got a choice. Yeah. You know, but I, um, I worship somebody who's way stronger than the people that are around me. So Absolutely. You, you, I don't take it for granted. So I'm like, there's nothing else you can really do to me that yeah. I can't handle. I've been through everything you could possibly think of. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, um, what's your motivation my motivation? Yeah. Definitely my kids. 100%. Yeah. Kids, my mom, like my kids, just because I think um, as a provider and as a parent, um, your job is not only to be able to provide for them, but also to make sure they're okay when you're no longer here. Mm. Not just while you're here. Absolutely. My mom from day one has always told me like, you're going to be something special. Yeah. You're going to be able to do this. Like I had natural talents and things. I have talents that I've never even done anything with. Yeah. My brother's like, dude, what are you doing? You're crazy. Yeah. You know, and um, probably right there at the top is my brother. Um, I can't even really put it into words. He's one of them people. He motivates himself. Like, yeah, for example, we're from the same cloth. But if you have like A, C and E, I could figure out B and D. Mm. Right, 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 right. Like him, he can have nothing. And you could say, like, oh, you can't make no money off them cigarette butts out front. And he'll come back a week later and be laughing at you and have pockets full of money off of cigarette butts. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, and he's, he's a true, true entrepreneur. You know, true entrepreneurs create other bosses. And he's done that multiple times. Yeah. Like, and he continues to do that. You know, and he teaches me things every day 
um, just about not being complacent because once you think that you figured everything out, mm-hmm. right. that's when everything goes down. Right. Right, right. You know what I mean? And you just got to keep going. You got to you have to grind like you're broke. Yeah. You have to do it like you have nothing and you live the way that you lived when you had nothing and you still give. If you don't take care of people along the way and you're not, you know, you're not genuine and you don't have any type of integrity and you're just selfish and you're about yourself, it'll never work. Yeah. If you don't put God first, it's never going to work. Yeah. You know, you have to do that with everything. Yeah. That's how I live anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? And not saying everything's going to be peaches and cream because it's, dude, it's been a, a hard road. It's still yeah. hard sometimes. So you, you and, uh, you and your brother, I don't know if you guys went with anyone else, but I know you and your brother just came off of a, um. I believe it was a cruise in Jamaica with uh, featuring Eric Thomas, who's a well-known uh, motivational speaker. He has all kinds of books and and uh, materials out there to help you know people um, become better versions of themselves. If we, as we always say, what what was that experience like? Why did you go to it? And you know what did you get out of it? Yeah, well, he he basically he called me and he's like, because Dante's birthday was on the twenty first. Okay. And he's like, dude, I want to go to Jamaica. They have this uh, motivational speaking thing, you know, and Eric Thomas is going to go. And at the time, I didn't even know who he was. Yeah. You know, but mm-hmm. my brother, every morning, he would send me all types of motivational stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and he still does. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm down. If it's going to, you know, if we can hear some other stories and it's going to make us better. And it's in Jamaica. Like, right. right. <laughs> it's a win-win. Yes, I'm going. Yeah. Know? Excuse me. And, you know, I was always scared to get on planes and stuff. But we went there, we, we met E.T., we met uh, C.J., we met his mom, we met all these people. And just in general, the things that they talked about and the things that they were setting up and the things they were doing in the community. And, you know, you, you spend all your money and your last money and you're, you have an event and not one person shows up. Mm. Wow. And think like it was just crazy. And then they just talked about like four different animals, like. Like you, you have four types of people. Like you have a gorilla, you have a flamingo, you have, you know, a chameleon and a turtle and all mm. four animals. You got to figure out basically like what you are. Yeah. And then after that, after you figure out what type of animal you are, then you can be better at business and other things. There's ways to figure things out mm. because like, for example, um, in business, like if you're a turtle and you're slow and you're never deciding on things and you can't figure things out and you always, you know, you're, you're very meticulous and you do things right. But, you know, if you're in a meeting or, or, or you're in a boardroom, if you're not a gorilla, like they're going to chew you up and spit you out. Right, right. Right. Like there was all like all these scenarios he was given. And I haven't really did the assessment and figured everything out. But there was just four levels. And he just talked about relationships and things being like um, all relationships should be 51, 49 percent. Mm. All of them. He said at the at the least it should be 50, 50. He said, but there's so many relationships that are out here that are 80, 20. He said, Mm -hmm. you got to get them people away from you. Cut them off at the neck. Well, you have to, because if not, they bring you down to their level um, and you can't survive if it's always one sided. You know, there's just a lot of things that I that I I just picked up on. And I mean, it was great overall. Like they had nutritional people there talking about things in general. Um, And they had it set up and it was like a schedule for the whole week. Like the seminar was every day while we were there. Um, but I wouldn't trade the experience for anything in the world. Even when we met his mom, she's like, Oh, did you go to Philadelphia? He was just there. We're like, no, we came to Jamaica. And they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 That you funny. And he has another event that's coming up and you know, we're going to probably go into that too. Wow. But it was just so many things that you could just relate to on that level because we do, we wing things for years. Yeah. And even now, like there's certain things, even with social media and stuff like that, you know, that 
we don't have all that stuff figured out. We, sure. we basically, word of mouth is what built this business. Yeah. You know, and, and just backing up everything you say, you know. Um, but that, that seminar, it was great for me. Yeah. I, I loved everything about it and the yeah. trip in general. They had it set up really well. So you said, you said um, um, that was, you've never been to a, a seminar before, right? A motivational seminar. Is, is personal development something big in your life? Um, I know you said your brother sends you, you know, texts and stuff in the morning. And obviously you just came off this and you're going to grow from here. Obviously you're trying to move on to uh, future events. But was that something um, that you tap into at all? Personal uh, development. It's it's super important, dude. Yeah. Um, you got to go hard or go home. Yeah. Like if you come in and you half step things, that's the same results you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Right on. Like it, it just is. You have to. The, the, the hardest person to, to even deal with is not even everybody on the outside a lot of times it's yourself mm-hmm. absolutely um the hardest thing i ever did was looked in the mirror and broke myself down mm. to the core yeah um and there's some things like you tell yourself all the time like oh i'm perfect there's nothing wrong with me sure but when you're you you're only lying to yourself and god i mean yeah. you could lie to everybody else you can't lie to yourself right <laughs> right you know and it's like how long is that going to last like and it's like you have to be motivated you have to be driven you have to go out every day and and just grind, man. And no move is is worse than a bad move. Yeah. You got to get your feet moving. You got to do things. And I'm not saying everybody can be a boss. Yeah. You know, but you have to do things. If you do the same things every day, you're going to get the same results. Right. Don't wake up and complain about this and that. Do something different. Mm. I don't want to hear that every day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude, do something different. If you're miserable and you don't like it, just go somewhere else even yeah. when i was working somewhere else they would complain they're like how do you smile every day i'm like yeah. what are you talking about like you're gonna be here for eight hours sometimes 12 and <laughs> yeah. if you're miserable when you first get here <laughs> right through the 12, 12 right. hours from now it's gonna be a nightmare <laughs> right. you know? so but you have to do it and you you know but sometimes i do sometimes i do need motivation you know um my brother's a little different he's just motivated i mean he wakes up like bing yeah and he's yeah. just ready and um, I struggle still sometimes, you yeah. know, um, and I don't have everything figured out, dude. I'm not bet no better than anybody else. Yeah, you know, yeah. we struggle and I make mistakes. Um, the problem is now, like when you make mistakes, it's on a way bigger scale. Sure. Absolutely. It's not a hundred dollars. Like it's tens of thousands of dollars that you can lose. Mm. It's, it's a nightmare. Like, and you learn from your mistakes. And if you don't, you know, you can, your business can shut down. Sure. Now, when we were just about to get the show started, um, you got a phone call, you're shooting out text messages. How do you organize um, your business in a way of getting your guys ready to rock and roll for the next day? Yeah, basically, we have a schedule. There, there's jobs that are on the board, um, and every night I make sure that I shoot a text to the guys you know that are on. Yeah. Um, we usually only keep like enough employees to cover the jobs for the workload for that time of season. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, in the summertime, you can have anywhere from 14 to 20 guys rocking. Yeah. But in January and February, it might only be 8 to 12. A lot more lean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the, the workload's not there. Yeah. You know, um, but that's basically what we use, you know, and I'll hit them up. I'm like, if you don't hear from me, you know, text me. And usually we, and we work on a seniority system too. Like the guys that have been here for a long time are obviously going to work more hours than sure. the guys that just started, you know. Um, 
But that's basically the system that we've had in place. So do they meet here in the morning or they just meet at the location? Do they have their own trucks? How does that all work? We have a lot now where all our trucks are. Okay. So they meet there um, and the paperwork will be in the trucks the night before. They have lock boxes on the truck. So they come in, the paperwork's already there. Mm -hmm. We have a big trailer there that has all their supplies, everything. You know, there's... Those trucks are specifically there just, you know, for protection. They're, you know, it's all barbed wire and everything, yeah, cameras yeah, yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Um, but they used to be parked, you know, in the parking lot. Yeah. They're not there anymore. But, you know, we had to make adjustments. Sure. And uh, that's what they do every day. They, they used to meet here every morning. Wow. You know, but then it was like, oh, mm-hmm. all these guys are out front, mm-hmm. you know. Right. And then there was just all types of things that were going on. And, you know. Yeah. Then they started complaining about the trucks yeah and you know it, it was just we we're like let's just get the trucks out of here yeah um and you know even the business i don't know how long we're even going to be here yeah. you know we were looking at a place in ben salem we were looking at diamond furniture okay you know and i know my brother went up there right off a of street road yeah right off yeah. The, it's perfect location it is yeah you know for a, right there for a storage facility yeah. and the turnpike's three miles down the road exactly. we we're going to move to ben salem um and they basically shot us down they you know you could have went to the variance hearings and all that stuff yeah but they said to run a storage facility in Ben Salem Township, it'd be a great business for this township, but it has to be on five acres of land, not three. Oh, jeez. You know, and they the shot down. Yeah, they shot down Royal Farms, too. You know, Wawa yeah. has a lot oh, of wow. pool up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you yeah. know, but they had shot us down. So there's other buildings, but I mean, for a storage facility like that building would have paid for itself in a couple of years. And they wanted a lot of money for it, like $2.3 million for that. Wow. wow. You know, but, um, you know, there's other buildings. We haven't really figured that out yet, but. You know, once we get there, we'll do that. Yeah. I have a question for you. You talked about, um, you know, one of the biggest challenges is keeping your guys around. And and now you have guys that work on a seniority system. Through those kind of tough times you talked about, you know, almost losing a business, how did you keep your guys uh, loyal to you? Were they friends? Or, I mean, you know, what was it about it that, that kept them coming, you know, every day for work? Yeah, some of them are, some of them are friends. Not, not a lot of them. There's, mm-hmm. there's only a couple that are friends that have been here from the beginning. Right. You know, um, and we do, we run through guys, yeah. you know, um, and they don't realize what it is because moving's a little different than, than your regular nine to five. It's really hard to keep guys if they're not a mover. Like you have to be cut from a yeah, different cloth. Mm-hmm. Like for example, most people go to work every day and their shift is from this time to that time. And you have a 15 minute break yeah. and a 30 minute break. Moving's not like that. Like right. today you might be on a one bedroom apartment. That's two and a half to four and a half hours or you might come in the next day and you're on a two truck, six man move. That's 12 to 14 hours. Yeah. It fluctuates so much. Right. That's the hardest part about even keeping guys. So if you're not used to that lifestyle, a lot of people can't even adjust because you don't, your family life struggles. My family life struggled. Right. Even running a business in general, you're like, oh, I'm going to run. There's the level just with that. Dude, it's crazy. And you're like, oh, I'm going to make all this money. It's going to be great and this and that. And then I don't want to work 40 hours anymore. Now you're working 80 to 120. <laughs> <laughs> now it's right. double, triple. That's right. You think you're changing it for uh, less time, more time with the family. It's, it's the opposite for small business. I mean, now you're running, what, 60 to 80 hours a week. Just don't. And it's Dude. all. most of it is behind the scenes, right? Everything. That nobody sees. Yes. It's the emails and the corresponding with customers. Right. Everything from running credit cards to just everything, confirmations. And, you know, it's right. there's so many things that go on with business that you don't see that's going on. Mm-hmm. And then even if something goes wrong, and dealing with customers and do like dude the, it's, yeah. it's so much you so, know so what's your what's your uh, you know obviously you've never gotten to the breaking point and there's always going to be struggles but you know classify what you know what a perfect day is for you um you know just from morning to end what's a perfect day for jerry reeves and rms i haven't had one yet <laughs> really <laughs> to be honest like i mean you always hope that something goes 
perfect. Right. Absolutely. It never ever goes perfect. Not unless there's like one job that day. Right. You know, and it's a <laughs> oh, yeah. little small. <laughs> it's apartment. a lab. It's a lab. Right. Yeah, right. Right. That's it. Like it. It's never perfect. Business isn't, and you have to right. be able to make adjustments too. Because right. if you can't. You're you're gonna go down flaming, right? I mean, and so so for you, is it just managing pretty much many crises every day? I mean, because it's never, it's always the little ones that stack up, like and just wear on you and just beat you down little by little, little by little. Um, you know, how do you manage that? You know, how do you correspond with your your customers? Talk to Dante, like how do you you know go about it? Yeah, it's the micromanagement is the hardest part with this. Mm. It is even um, as far as like if we didn't have if if we didn't have the women that we have in the office. Like for me, for my side, I would be all over the place <laughs> yeah. um, because they manage a lot of the paperwork and all mm-hmm. that stuff. There's a, with moving companies, there's a lot of legalities oh, yeah. and things and rules and regulations and things that you have to follow. Um, and if it's not followed to a T, they could take your licensing and your oh, yeah. operating authority. Wow. So you really have to, you have to know what you're doing. You can't just wing things. Like, sure. for example, like a lot of people don't even know, like, Moving is regulated by the Public Utility Commission. Oh, okay. really? Why? Wow. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? Are. I guess that's just how they categorize the business. It, it is. And it's like, if you don't have a, if you don't have a PUC number and mm. you're a household moving company, you're illegal. Wow. It took us two years to get a license. Hmm. Nightmare process. I remember you talking about that. Yeah, yeah, Oh, my God. Nightmare. Yeah. So it's like you go to get licensed, and it's not like being an electrician or mm. something. If you're an electrician... You go to school, you get your certification, you go to your local municipality, you know, pay whatever the dues are, and you're licensed in that township. Mm-hmm. Like, moving's regulated by them. Um, so you put in an application. It's 350 for the application. It goes in. It takes them six to nine months to review it. Wow. Wow. Okay. And in that time period, you have to prove a niche for your service in the application without saying, hey, I'm working already, and I know I can do this. Uh, right. That's what I'm saying. Can you, how do you <laughs> operate while it's pending? No. Or no? You're operating illegally if you do that. No, not at all. So, and then if you filled out everything right and they accept the application, then it goes on the PA bulletin and every moving company in every area you're trying to move in gets to protest against you getting a license. We had 11 moving companies protest against us. Wow. Wow. And now you need a lawyer for litigation because in a forced startup company that has no money in order to go back and forth and they're like, oh, well, you want to open in Bristol, we can't stop you from getting a license, but we're going to keep you in Bristol and Levittown. They try to keep you away from the places that have the clientele and you weed yourself out. You know, there was a lot of moving companies that opened a year that we opened. There's only a couple of us left. Yeah. And did you know one another? Huh? Did you know who they were? I had no idea, but it, it, it's a, it comes out and you can see who's applying and who's not. I don't even follow that stuff. I know. That's what I was going to say. I'm like, if you, if you want to work, and you're out there's there's so much work yeah, yeah, just yeah, come yeah. out here and work and grind like yeah and i mean they had to go through the same process also sure but for me it's like you do all this stuff and it's like they can't really protest you in philadelphia yeah because philadelphia they, like the population there's so many people yeah you can't possibly say hey i can cover all of philly yeah. right right, no, right it's impossible nor yeah. do, nor do does everybody want to cover certain areas of philly sure yeah and, um, but it's yeah, true um, <laughs> it's facts um, but you, it's like that. Like this is you know the land of the free home of the brave like mm. who knew it would be so hard and you do all the things to do the right thing yeah. right. and there's so many roadblocks and things you don't know and then it's like you fi- like finally we're like we got licensed dude and we're like this is great we're gonna go out we're gonna get all these contracts it's gonna be great and they're like oh well by the way you can't 1099 your guys you gotta get workers comp 
Wow. And you got to get it through Swift, and they charge you 39% off the top. Wow. For wow. a company that's already not making any money. And, like, for other businesses, I don't really know how it is, but for moving, not only do you have the licensing, but you, all, you have your GL policy, you have um, your commercial auto insurance, you have your workers' compensation, you have cargo insurance that's like a balloon insurance in case something happens to the stuff in the back of the truck. Uh, right, right. You know, bondage insurance, all this stuff. And it's like, how do you survive? And in the beginning, you're renting trucks. Right. Dude, it was crazy. Like, um, even when I started this company, there was things that I put in place that separated me from other people, but it almost shut me down. Like most movers, if you move, I don't care if you're moving one piece or if you're moving an apartment, they'll tell you, hey, we got a four-hour minimum. We have a six-hour minimum. So right. you owe them for six hours worth of work, whether wow. they do anything or not. Right. Like, it, it, yeah, move whatever you want. You owe us for six hours, no matter yeah, what, yeah. you know? Yeah, because you got to try to stay, you got to, you got to try to stay competitive, but also make money. <laughs> you have to make money or yeah. you're going to, or you're going to, you know, belly up. Yeah. Um, and there's rules we have to follow too. Like if you're yeah. doing local moves. Um, you have to charge by the hour and charge a travel time. So you'll see all these people on Craigslist and all these other places. They're like, hey, we'll do your move for this flat rate. They're illegal. We're yeah. not allowed to do it by law. Yeah. Wow. Like if you're moving over 40 miles, then it's based on weight and mileage of the load, not time. Mm. Okay. Like we have rules that it's super. If not, they take your authority. You can't operate. Wow. Wow. They have a lot of regulations. Like they come in, they audit you. They do everything. They check your drivers, make sure they're drug tests. They check everything. Why do you think it's so heavily... Uh uh, regulated um because you're you're in trucking and hauling yeah you're going across state lines other things you could be transporting anything gotcha. like even as a, a household moving company like we we could take your grill from out back but we can't transport the propane gotcha. you know, coin currency um hmm. firearms ammunition liquor there's certain things you know live plants i don't take either because <laughs> <laughs> there's no way to really protect them you know yeah. But there's just certain things that you're not allowed to transport, anything combustible or, you know, wow. especially in the summertime. You figure if you're in a truck, even when you're packing that truck in the summertime, say it's 90 degrees outside, it's probably 110 in there. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Go ahead and put protein, propane tank or something in there if you want. You know, right. It, it can explode. Yeah. You know, so they have the rules in place for a reason. I think it's for good reason. Sure. You know what I mean? But I tell people every day, the number one question people ask me about moving, like when they call, they're like, hey, are you insured? And I'm like. Of course, we're insured, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. but the number one question you should ask somebody is, is there, are they licensed? Right. Because okay. they're not licensed, they're not regulated. And the problem with that is they could be the nicest guys in the world, show up at your front door in a rental truck. They had a website up, had a Metro phone with a Google voice number attached to it. Hey, we'll meet you at your other location. Your truck don't make it. Right. And you don't know who was there. Hmm. Or they break up all your stuff. You don't have no recourse or they get to your new property and they slip and fall and get hurt and sue you because they didn't have workers comp. Wow. Dude, there's. And people don't think about it. They just think about the price. They right. don't think about the quality right. of the work. They don't right. think about those type of things. Yeah. And there's, I mean, there's a ton of people I talk to. I don't win every job. Sure. And when I talk to people, like, transparency is what works for this company. Sure. It just does. I'm straight up and down. This is how it goes. And, and that's how it is, you know. Um, like, pet peeves for me, like, are the worst is when you go over and beyond for somebody and you take care of them. Yeah. And you agree on a price. And then the quote that you sent them is spot on. And you get to the end and there's time to pay. And they're like, hey, is that the best you can do? Like what? Sharpen your pencil. What do you got there for <laughs> like, me? Like yeah. what? This isn't a negotiation after yeah. the scope of the work is done. <laughs> right, right, right. right. It, it's crazy. Yeah. But there's so many things that you just don't know. And when you're not taught these things, 
you're kind of just going through the motions and you're winging it and then you're you're failing but it's costing you money every time you you make the wrong move yeah dude but i embrace the failures just like the success yeah i'm super humble yeah like a lot of people don't know how to take me you yeah. know you know, I, I had some unfortunate situations, man, but that's not really the person I am. Yeah. You know, I, I take care of people every day, dude. Yeah. I love it. I'm super humble, man. I put God first with everything I do, man. Yeah. And that, I think that's, and we, we used to do things for people, like we were brought up like that. Like you take care of people even when you have nothing. Yeah. I'm not saying like do something to where it's going to hurt and you can't take care of your family. Sure. But you have to do things. There's, you have no idea how many people you run across every day. And there's people that, you know, like, there's people that are suicidal. There's yeah. people every day. And they made a thought of doing something to themselves. And just a smile or a hello sometimes mm. could change their whole. You don't meet people by chance. Right. There's a reason everybody runs into somebody. Yeah. Like you do that. There's a reason for that. You don't know what that person was going through. And just, hey, like it right. works. Yeah. Right. I do it every day. You know, there's times where people have talked to me and had no idea I was going through something. Right. And they just mentioned some things, and I'm like, man, it's really not that bad. Yeah. 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 You know, when you take a step back, and, yeah. and you have to do that, and you have to regroup, man, um, and just be fortunate for the things you don't, I mean, I mean, the things that you have. Because most people, especially if you're on social media, like most people are on social media every day, and that's somebody's highlight reel. Absolutely. That's not real life. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, you see this person, they're going away. Look how happy they are. And yeah. then you're out at the <laughs> yeah. local bar, you go somewhere and you're talking to them. They're like, oh my God, dude, I got to get away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and everybody goes through that because yeah. relationships, like you have, you have guys and you, you have guys, they, uh, my brother says it all the time and he learned it in church, you know, like guys work off respect and women work off love and emotion. Mm. You're never going to really see eye to eye, man, but you got to figure out how to, you know, get through things together. Yeah. Um, I, I talk to him every day. That's why, you know, we sound very similar. We talk alike, you know, yeah. but we still have different personalities. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we bring different things to the table. So what, what would you say to, um, I don't know, maybe like a, a te late teens, you know, early twenties, kind of just someone who's just lost, not, can't really figure, gather all, you know, it all together and are just trying to make way. They're not, you know, they're not having any, you know, um, wild thoughts or anything but this well they're just lost yeah you know it's crazy um even my daughter my oldest daughter yeah um she was going to penn state yeah and she stopped going yeah and i'm like what are you doing why'd you stop going to school and she's like well you figured out you didn't like college in six months why can't i yeah that's the response <sighs> i get mic uh, drop you know Bye yeah Got him. <laughs> so for me <laughs> and i'm like well you don't got a plan that's the problem. Right. Right. But it's not like a conversation my mom might have had with me, like, oh, you have to go to college, this and that. Because obviously I found a different way. Sure. But I asked her, I told her, I said, um, what are you passionate about? And she's like, I don't know. That's the problem, you know. And nobody knows what they want to do at that age. Yeah. And I asked her, what are you passionate about? And she's like, I don't know. And I'm like, well, I'm going to tell you like this. Figure out what you're passionate about and figure out how to make money doing that. Yeah. And we'll figure, I'll help you figure it out. Yeah. I said, because money does not make you happy. Yeah. I promise you it does not. Yeah. I, you went from somebody who had no money to makes a lot of money. Right. It doesn't make you happy. Yeah. It doesn't. You have to find out what you're passionate about because I don't care how much money somebody pays you. If it feels like work, 
you were going to go to work and you were going to hate your life. Yeah. And then later you're going to look back like, I wish I would have did this. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to help people along the way. Yeah. Um, but you have to start somewhere, dude. And it's so hard to just say, hey, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. I would first start with things that you like to do. Yeah. Everybody has natural God-given talents. They yeah. just haven't ta- A lot of people just haven't tapped into them. Absolutely. They don't know what that is. Yeah. I didn't even think I could do this podcast. Right. Yeah be honest like even up to when you guys got here i'm like dude i think i gotta go to the bathroom like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know it's like and i have no problem like sharing or talking to people but it's like once the red light comes on it's like you know everything right. gets silent right um but you you have to get your feet moving you yeah. have to you just got to try something dude yeah. we failed at error like there's so many things people just don't see about it right. they don't right. see what we failed at right and then they want it, the worst is when they want the results mm-hmm. And they don't know how many times you failed yeah. to get to where you're at. Right. Yeah. Like when you're la- like on your last and you max out all your credit cards and you do all this stuff and to make sure your guys get paid every week. Yeah. And you can't pay your bills and you're still trying to keep the doors open and you have no money for advertising. Yeah. So the only thing that you can do is go and get flyers. Yeah. And pump them. You know, there's yeah. so many things, dude. You can't advertise on the internet, like even, especially in the moving industry. The, those national companies are paying 10 to 15 grand a month. Right. To be on the top page of Google. I don't care right. if you pay five grand, six grand, eight grand, you're never going to be there. So you mm. have to find something different yeah. that separates you from somebody else. Yeah. Um, and, and I did that. I was like, dude, the only people that are in business are Chinese stores and pizza shops and they pump flyers every day. Yeah. And we had like eight different versions and only one worked. I had one customer one time with a flyer. She's like, oh, well, where are you guys located? It's not on the flyer. So I was like, all right, well, maybe that'll work. And I put the address on 5,000 flyers and I didn't get one phone call. Wow. Dude, and it was a lot of money for flyers because you yeah. only order them in a certain – if you yeah. order them in bulk, they're way cheaper. Sure. And I took them off. Like, we had all these different versions. There was only one version that worked. Yeah. And we still have them till this day. Yeah. That's what I hand out every day. Door hangers, everything. It's the same version that I had 10 years ago. Wow. And then I would, I would find an area, and then we would circle out. And then we would come back three months later and keep doing the same thing because the more people would see it, like, even with the flyers and things like that, that – Flyers are active and they're passive. The yeah. people that are actively moving, especially in complexes every mm. day. Um, but it's also passive. They know they're going to sign that lease again or move somewhere mm-hmm. in six months to a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they hold on to it because the flyer is nice and glossy. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And it's like, and it's also, you got to realize too, it's people that are looking for a deal. Okay. Yeah. We don't, I haven't pumped flyers in two, three years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Also been on the internet for the last three years. But a lot of those companies that I think tried to start and they failed so fast is because we built we built a million-dollar company, dude, from word of mouth. Yeah. Hmm. Not from the internet. Because you go and get a website and you pay these people. They're targeting you, too. As soon as you, you know, get your EIN number and all this other stuff, you start getting phone calls. And, hey, we'll set up your website. And I see that your Google listing isn't doing this. And we'll do this SEO optimization for you and blah, blah, yeah. blah. And you pay these people in Yellow Book and all these people. And after you make that down payment, you can't even get nobody on the phone. And you just paid them $1,500 that you had to work hard to get. Yeah. And they don't back up what they say. And then you're stuck in a contract for six months to a year. Like, and that's not the only one. And you have Yelp and you have all these different places. Right. And it's crazy. And you have to figure things out because then your website is just floating in space. Mm -hmm. Right. Nobody sees it. Right. How are are you going to get on there? Then you spend, then you're renting trucks and you're trying to float costs and you're doing all this stuff and it just doesn't work out. 
you know, and they 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 fold yeah. fast. Yeah, there's a lot of movers that were around here. They ain't here no more, yeah. even since we're here, and we don't get any walk-in traffic. Right, none. We're just yeah. here. Right, you know what I mean? Yeah, but we do a lot of work. We do a ton of work, dude. Yeah. So so in in wrapping things up, what um, what is one thing, maybe two, whatever you want people to know you for or or remember you as? Um. Everything now is really about creating some type of legacy, man. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. I'm at, I'm just at an age. I'm a little older than yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I don't want to be known as oh that guy there. You know. Sure. No, I want to be like yeah that guy. You know has has really done things and changed his life and really came out here, and and helped a lot of people out, dude. Absolutely. That couldn't help themselves. Absolutely. You know, even with moving, um, it's not even just like it's not about the money anymore. Um, like we have a platform now where we can really help people. Yeah. Um, and I haven't even gotten to that level. Like, um, there, like there's four levels of business. Like my brother will tell you, like, first you gotta, you gotta learn how to make money for yourself. Then you gotta make money for others. Then you have others make money for you. And then you have your money make money for you. Yeah. It's only four levels. Yeah. Like, and I'm telling you now, like I'm probably only between two and three, maybe yeah. he's at three and four. Mm. You know what I mean? There's just different levels, but you have to embrace where you're at and capitalize it and then master your craft and what you're doing and don't have any angles. Yeah. If you're BSing somebody, you yeah. know, you get a gut feeling. Yeah. You can see it. You can feel it. Yeah. Um, I can. Yeah. The funniest is when somebody's trying to get over on me and uh, I know you're getting over. Yeah. And you really think that just because you got what you were asking for that you really got over. Right. Right. But right. Inside, I was like, hey. Like I knew what you were doing the whole time. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, um, and you just you just got to keep moving forward, man, and try and be better every day than you were the day before. You yeah, just, you have to, man. And even when you can't get up, man, get up anyway. Yeah. If you wake up in the morning, man, you're winning. I love it. I mm. Promise you. Mm. True. So, um, is there anything else you? I know you got a lot of notes. My man uh, wrote a book over here, so <laughs> <laughs> to make sure, is there anything you got on your notes that you want your you want you have to say? Yeah. I, I don't want to. I don't want to cut that short. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I was just looking at the questions, and I just started writing, and I haven't followed anything since. We yeah, got it usually happens. That usually <laughs> happens. Know. But um, the that 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 writing process does create the uh, the creative juices going anyway. So it actually is helpful to yeah, do that. There's a lot of things like I know, like specifically, um, like I have certain things that I remember about moving, like as far as when I got one of my first contracts. Um, we didn't really make any money. Yeah. And there was this, these, these, these guys came in and they bought up all these properties and, you know, they told everybody they had a certain amount of time to move out and they would give them money towards a move if they stayed on the complex or with one of their properties or if they moved out, they just moved, but they yeah. had to go cause they yeah. were renovating the places. Um, and there was a lawyer that I moved there probably a year prior to, mm. and he kind of gave me the inside mm -hmm. scoop. And once I got the inside scoop, you know, I wound up going and I happened to go on his job. And when I went on the job, he told me what was going on. I was like, well, where's the property manager? You know, I wanted to cap. They, they had four buildings. I mean, there's probably 700 apartments on that one complex. Wow. Like, and I went in and I talked to him and it was funny because the guy's name is Steven, but you know, he was like, Hey, I'm Stefan. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And I'll never forget it. And I met him. And uh, he was like, well, what can you do for us? You know, and I was new at the time, you know, mm -hmm. so I kind of to get my foot in the door, 
you know, I kind of made a deal with them where like for one bedroom apartments, I would try, and these are in high rise buildings. So it's not like moving an apartment where you could park the truck right there. Right. Like these moves were, would take forever. Very you have involved. to walk from the dock to the elevator. There's only but so right. much stuff you could fit on the elevator. Then you get up to the top of the building and they're all the way at the other end of the hallway. Wow. So I made a deal with these people. We wound up doing like three, 400 moves for these people. Wow. And they were supposed to be packed and ready to go. And there was a guy that I met. This is probably the, this move sticks out to me the most. Yeah. Um, and I'll never forget him. His name was Captain Witt. And he was from New York. And he was in a wheelchair. Um, and his hands were, you know, crunched up. Yeah. And he couldn't pack anything himself. Yeah. I found out later, like, he owns all these uh, halal restaurants, like, up and down, like, Manhattan, down wow. Times Square wow. and all this other stuff. Wow. And it's 50 Cent's uncle. Wow. You huh. know? But at the time, like, he wasn't packed. And it was one of the last moves. And he has all this nice stuff. Yeah. And I was like, dude, well, you're not done and we can't do it. And I went and I sat and I thought about my daughter. Like, she's in a wheelchair, all types of stuff. Yeah. And me and my guys, they came and they rocked out and we still did it and packed up all the stuff and we got them out of there. And I wound up being really cool with them. Yeah. yeah. You know, and we wound up talking. I went and, you know, I went and met with them a couple of times after that. Wow. And uh, before he finally moved all this stuff up to New York. Yeah. But um, I wound up meeting with him and talking to him and it's crazy because my guys had told him oh yeah well he produces music he does this and that and he told me he's like you know whenever you have whatever you're doing together he said just contact me and i'll make sure he gets it directly you know but i you know i never really had it figured out yeah, so yeah. i still have and that's something natural i do right and i right. still haven't done it you figure well, this is yeah. 10 11 years later like wow. i st still haven't I didn't want to exhaust that. And it's crazy because as much advice as I can give somebody to start yeah. and I tell them, just get up and do something. Mm -hmm. And this, I've been successful at something that I never planned on doing or had talent doing. Yeah. And me, myself, I got my own demons and I'm still scared to go and try because I don't yeah. know how to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, I still struggle. So mm -hmm. other people that are, think they have it all figured out, they don't, they don't, if you sure. do, man, like, yeah. I, don't, I don't have it all figured out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, and that's something that I'm passionate about. Like, I love it. I love art. I love music. I love yeah. all these mm -hmm. things. And most artists only, you know, they make it after they die. You know? Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, and right. it's stuff that I never really tapped into. My brother, he says it. He's like, now imagine 10 years ago if you would have did what you're really good at as opposed to something that you kind of figured out along the way. Right, right, where right. Where you'd be. Yeah. Right. You know, and it drives me crazy because he's like, you know, that music's not doing you any good sitting in that computer. Yeah. You know, and I knew everybody, yeah. you know, I, I was in like in the studio with some of the friends that I knew and they know, you know, Freeway and yeah. K Smith, Will Smith's nephew. And they yeah. got me in there like, Hey, just bring your machine and dump it. Yeah. And I'm like, just dump my machine. Like, yeah. You mean you're going to have all my music? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah. And we're going to clean everything up. And you know, like when you're recording, you have to track everything out. Yeah. yeah. But for me, I'm like, I didn't know anything about computer. I'm like, so you're going to have all my music. I don't know you from a can of paint. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, no. And it wasn't like, hey, well, just hope something happens or somebody does something or blows up. Yeah. Like, I had to make money when I came home. I had to work. I had to do certain yeah. things. Yeah. You know, so for me, I mean, I didn't mean to go off on a tangent, but it's just I still have my things, like, that I haven't yeah. figured out either. Yeah, for sure. You know, it, it goes to show you I'm human, dude, and I'm in touch with myself. Yeah. And I know what I'm good at, you yeah. know, and sometimes I still get a little nervous, and, and I don't know. The, I don't have the right answer. Yeah. I'll tell you. I tell customers every day, like, if you have a question and you got an answer and I got to do it moving, I'm going to give you the answer. If I don't know the answer, I'm going to tell you, I don't know. Yeah. You know? Like, I got too many people around me to think they know everything. I'm, <laughs> I'm not that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I know what I'm going to tell you and I'm going to mean it. Yeah. You know, because 
you have to be accountable every day. Yeah. If you're not accountable for the things you do, man, like, yeah, I don't know. I, I can't even consider you a man. Yeah, I am. I just, you know, and I, I demand that I, I demand, you know, some, there has to be some level of respect with me. Sure. Yeah. You know, cause I, I grew up that way, you yeah. know, and I give it absolutely hundred percent. I mean, and until you do the wrong thing and then you just have to cut it short and I don't even give it the energy. I don't feed it. I don't, I'd rather just cut you off and keep it moving. Absolutely. You know. Nice. Um, all right, cool. So there you have it, folks. Uh, thank you for having us. Is there any way anyone can reach you? You got a phone number, website? Yeah, phone number. Um, you can reach either uh, me directly at 215-921-0276. Um, the direct landline, the office line is 215-458-8831. Um, riverfrontmovingstorage.com is our website. Um and you can even reach us through, you know, Gmail. We do have a Facebook page. Um, also, we don't have the Instagram or anything set up. We don't really use the social media as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have things in place right now where they're working on it. They're rebuilding the websites. Oh, and nice. we're going to have people in place to do that. Nice. We, can, we can finally get to that level where people are managing that. That's Absolutely. What, I mean, as we speak, that's what they're doing now. Nice. Good. So. Awesome. Well, thank you for having us, man. We'd like to close things out with quotes. And the first one is by Eric Thomas. When you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. And the second one by Bruce Lee, knowing is not enough, we must apply. Willing is not enough, we must do. So there you have it, folks. Riverfront Moving and Storage. In this episode, we have special guest Jerry Reeves, partner in RMS. We cover topics that range from entrepreneurship, small business, personal development, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Bruce Lee and Eric Thomas. Awesome. Guys, thanks again for joining us. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Huge shout out to our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. That is BL3SSED.com. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, JimmyLeeVelez.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rotated Views. If you have any inquiries or questions, email us at info at JimmyLeeVelez.com. On behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. Stay blessed. Stay blessed.